Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. The game day in Boston. The Sabres are there and trying to get their first win in the last five games and get things turned around here before a weekend at home with Marty and Brian. It'll be Howard Simon's Maybe final night in the chair tonight, <laughs> uh, in the studio is, uh, you know, game night will take you up to puck drop in Boston. But, uh, there are a lot of different angles to pursue before then, Marty, as far as, you know, what's happening at the morning skate today. No Rasmus Dalin. Is Devin Levi going to get the start? Would that be his second start against the Bruins? Uh, the answer to that would be yes. If he gets it, he did not have a good go around against the Bruins, uh, just a few weeks ago. And yet there's also a newcomer in the mix in Eric Robinson from Columbus. Where would you like to start? Okay. Um, I, I'm just going to go with Eric Robinson first, right? Because, you know, there was some rumbling around yesterday that maybe Columbus and Buffalo were talking and I, I was looking at the roster. I was like, I don't really see what those pieces could be. And then you get word that Eric Robinson is the, is the guy that's being dealt from Columbus to Buffalo for a conditional seventh round pick. So it's pretty minor when it comes to deals. Um, the Sabres do have, uh, you know, some injury issues up front. And then they talked about their penalty kill missing out a bunch of players. Now I, I get it. I get it. Right. Like, yes, most of the guys that are out killed penalties. My view on it, the first I've been pretty clear about that is I think anybody can kill penalties. Mm -hmm. It's, it's about. Reading plays, good stick position, good body position, willing to block a shot or two. Now you may not use, you know, your, your, your top guys as much on the penalty kill because yeah, if they block a shot like Tage Thompson did, you know, uh, not, what was it? Three weeks ago and he missed nine games. Mm-hmm. Um, you could lose, you could lose a big guy by blocking a shot, getting hurt. So maybe you don't want to go that way. But when it comes to system, when it comes to using players, I believe anybody can kill penalties. It's not the same thing on the power play. Power play, you you obviously want skills. You want right-handed, left-handed, dif- different position be used. But I think on the penalty kill, you can use pretty much everybody. Mm-hmm. But Eric Robinson is definitely a penalty killer type player. Mm-hmm. He killed a lot of penalty time in Columbus. That's probably his, uh, his biggest strength that you can bring to the ice to say, hey, I'm a, you know, I'm a guy that gets on the ice when you need to kill a penalty. So why Robinson at this point, though, as opposed to, I think a lot of people are looking at, you know, 
do they need to be more aggressive here, even not knowing for sure um, how quickly others like Tuck Greenway and what have you will come back, but basing it more on the results of the season to date, how do you view that whole balancing act here, which is obviously happening from the general manager's chair, but the fans are constantly trying to <laughs> evaluate and balance, you know, where they should be putting their focus and what they think they would like to see in all of this. I'm sure there's not just the Sabres and Kevin Adams. There's plenty of teams that would like to possibly make a bigger trade, right? I, I still think of the, the Montreal Canadiens hanging around with three goalies and, you know, I'm sure they want to deal one of them. And I'm sure there's teams that are willing to have that conversation. I don't think there's a lot of teams that are willing to make bigger trades at this time of the season. And, and not saying we're not going to see it, but we're going to have Darren Drager later on the show at the bottom of the hour. We can ask him, look, our bigger trades coming. We saw a minor trade with Columbus Buffalo, but not just with the Sabres, our bigger trades come in around the league because there's always and still is names that are in the rumor mill that I'm like, ah, oh, this is a significant trade if it happens. So. I, I, I want to say that the Sabres would like to possibly make that bigger trade, bigger, you know, acquisition if they could. For they, what, in your opinion? For what? Mm -hmm. I would think it's help at forward. I think it's help at forward. I think the biggest thing that's, I don't want to say holding them back, but because of where they, the reality is, their, mm -hmm. their record right now, the biggest reality that is where their record is for me is a lack of offense. Yes, you missed Tage Thompson for some games. Yes, Tage Thompson had a tough start to the season, then missed some times. Yes, Dylan Cousins is having a, a, a hard time finding the back of the net, but you need to have somebody that's going to help supporting that. And right now, you're not. You're getting Casey Millstead and Skinner going and Paterka going. Great. Benson is doing all he can do. Great. But where's the, the support coming from? And I think that would be for a forward that could come and help. You have a surplus of defensemen. You have eight right now. I'm sure you can maybe find a way to package something, but it's the willingness of teams to make that bigger trade right now that I don't think it's there. So that, that would be where I'm going. Look, Detroit got Pat Patrick Kane. That's not a trade. That was a free agent signing. Buffalo talked to Patrick Kane. They, 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 they kicked tire on it. I don't know if it was just kicking tire of they actually crunch numbers and, and try to make it happen. And if Kane picked Detroit, because I think Kane wanted to go to Detroit. Um, he was excited to go to Detroit. So maybe that's all it came down to. But for me, it looks like Buffalo would be looking to add some offense, not Eric Robinson offense. That's not what it is, but I would think the Sabres would be looking to add offense. Well, Robinson's, uh, a large percentage of Robinson's career offense came at the expense of the Sabres in one game last year. And that was the hat trick game that uh, he had with Columbus when they stole oh, yeah, that's one. Right. Out from underneath the Sabres on an ESPN telecast. So yeah, the, that, um, that is definitely the biggest feather in his offensive map to date. <laughs> um, it's funny though, how you very quickly, um, diagnosed the area most likely for a trade as upfront, because I would be fascinated right now to see how the audience responds to that and whether they would look for help immediately in stabilizing the three pairings which we have talked about a lot and you know how that contrasts in their view to what you just said about upfront. I think the easy uh, answer here is that 
both answers are plausible. Yes. And they do, regardless of whether it's personnel change or not, they have to find some rhythm here in both components of the game. But and they are 25th and goes for and 24th and goes again. So it's not like there's a glaring like one that, oh, we need to address this one more than the other. They're at the same place. Right. And based on style of plays is an oversimplification, but how the games have played out is probably more accurate when we talk about why are they not generating more? Even even last game, we didn't talk about this yesterday, but even last game, I was I, I was I shouldn't be surprised at this point because of how you know it's been uneven for them offensively. But I just felt like there were there were so many offensive zone attacks that resulted in just one shot. Yes. It really is remarkable sometimes to watch the like the drive, the hunger, the creativity that is required, the desire to actually get to the net and make those plays. But then within three, two seconds, it's bounced around off the boards and it's out the other way. And mm -hmm. it was just, it, it was, I don't know why it seemed even more noticeable to me last game. Maybe score effect, right? Like you're recognizing like, holy cow, like they need some zone time here to really like start feeling better about the balance of their lines. But uh, yeah, I think, I think it was I more think... noticeable because you were playing Alex Lyon and although he made some good saves early, you're thinking, get to this guy, get to rebounds, get to the think... front. And that's the way I felt. I, maybe it's not the way you felt, but that's well, the way I felt. I was like, Lyon's a good goalie. And he based on the end of last year and start of this year, I, I, I mean, I have him in top 10 category based on the fact that his numbers tell you that. No, yeah, no, the I'm numbers just, tell I'm just, that story, but I'm like, I'm I, I want to see That's them why I put a little to pressure Charlie on Lindgren two years ago because he was coming off of good numbers. Yeah. Like, I like numbers when they're good. Yes. Like, yes. Silly. But he also, <laughs> numbers can be good one year, bad the others, right? It changes. But I'm thinking this is still a guy you can get to. And, but, you know, he makes one good save and it's like, can you put more pressure on him? Like goalies in the NHL, Alex Lyon goalies in the NHL are going to make good saves. What are you going to tell me about Connor Ingram on Monday? Absolutely. He's been, he's he's been, been doing it for a while. People should elevate his status. But Not here's the difference. Just a guy who's bounced around. Here's the difference. The guys that have, have now built a track record, they make the big save and then they make the second and third and fourth big save. And that's why I'm thinking that's, where you could get to Alex Lyon, um, maybe, maybe if you put a little pressure on him. I and mean, they did in the third period and they got to him to a certain extent, right? So that to me was okay. Where is that offense in the first and in, you know, part of the second? It was not consistently there. Right. And that is the 11 letter words that I brought up oh. yesterday consistency. It wasn't there. It's not a thing, Marty. You need to drop that right away because people it's are never, a, on Jeopardy. Yeah. They have it all the time. Eight letter words, 11 letter they words. They have it in Word documents words. as well. And it's been that way for 40 years, but nobody keeps track of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and anyway. the other reason why I say offense would be where I would go and I get it. And look, we but don't is know the offense problem is, 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 is a significant part of the offensive problem from the defense. These are fair questions to ask, right? They didn't I, bring in offensive stalwarts to balance the group of six. Let's be honest. Yes, they did not. And I don't think so, that was the key. And the, the, 
the mindset when you looked at the defense is like Dallin's going to get you some offense. Power is going to get you some offense. You yes. need to solidify the defensive right. play. But what are we funneling towards now? Funneling 10 minutes toward. into the show. What is, what are we, what have we just latched onto here that we're inevitably going to get to? Uh, Your top trades? offensive defenseman. Yes. So if Darlene doesn't play tonight, it's Owen Power. Oh, yeah. Who's been one of the more talked about Sabres recently? Owen Power. Who else? Matthias Samuelson. Not yeah. offensive, but if you're going to play with the top pairs, you're going to have to be more consistent. That's yes. the perception out there. I I want to know what you think, and obviously we always want to know what other people are thinking at Sabres Live. But yesterday during the course of our show, we had a lot of people asking about Owen Power. So yeah. like... We know his age. We know his limited games. We know his future contract, current, but future contract. Um, like what, what are we thinking when we look at these two, especially if Darlene's not playing here? Like you're up against the Boston Bruins. This is an enormous night for power and Samuelson. Is it not? It, it definitely is. And whoever else is in the lineup because you're in Boston and Boston and, uh, Jim Montgomery are going to try to exploit matchup, especially if Darlene's not in the lineup. They're going to say, okay, Power and Samuelson are on the ice. Let's wait. Let's wait. Pasta, stay, stay. Now you're going to go next. And now who's next? Is it Clifton Johnson? Is it Johnson Yoki? Are you like, that's what they're going to exploit. So you're going Don't to you have... think they're just going to roll guys whenever. Do you really think they're going to hold back? I think early in the game, they may... Uh, and that's not a disrespect to Buffalo's defenseman. I'm talking that's about... just Boston. From, this yeah. is Jim Montgomery. This is Boston. We're the best. They believe it. They clearly believe that because that's the aura that they well, carry. I, 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 There's something to be said to that. I like a team that's in like LA going on the road and saying, we don't, we're not going to worry about the other team's matchup. We're just going to roll our lines. Why? Because we have the, the depth to be able to do it. Boston right. has had that this year in a... like surprisingly for me, they've mm -hmm. had that this year without Bergeron and Krejci. So, you know, they've been able to find it. But when, again, maybe a little old school in that way, when I watch great defensemen around the NHL, okay, I go out there and I watch Kel McCarr and I watch Quinn Hughes this year and whatnot. The numbers are awesome. They provide offense. They're awesome. But are you defending? Are you quick on pucks? That to me is still what I look for in a defenseman. The, the, the offensive defensemen, they all play well defensively. They all have tons of puck possession. They all can control the game and they don't give up opportunities a ton, right? That's the big thing. So for me, like, I like that Dalene has had some offense. Great. Good for you. But I still think defense has to worry about protecting their net. The offense has to, the forwards have to worry about creating offensively. So right now, that's why I think it's still more on the forward to create more. But what, it, I mean, if Darlene is not in there, how do you think Power and Samuelson go about their business? Does this in some ways give them more of an avenue to get to where they want to be? Well, what's Matthias Samuelson is not going to be all of a sudden this offensive juggernaut that's going to create no, and no, no, join no, no, the no, rush. You're missing the point. Yeah, I but... want them to find the games that people know that they have. When Darlene is not in the lineup, does that not cause something mentally to say, and subconsciously probably? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you've been around this. 
You've seen guys elevate when star players are out of the lineup. Yeah, it's great when it happens, but usually it ha- when when it happens and it it guys elevate, guys guys fill in a spot, right? And I keep using my personal experience, but it would be uh, a Jason Pominville playing top line minutes with Briere and Jochen Hess because JP Dumont is out and he has to fill in that spot and he's producing. It would be a Ryan McDonough playing with a Dan Girardi in New York because Mark Stahl is out. And all of a sudden, Oh, Ryan McDonough, you're doing great. Like, that's awesome. Now we found, you know, found money on the sidewalk. That's great. Yeah. The, the, all of these situations come with positive team success. And when the team is not having success, it's hard to say, eh, Darlene's out. No problem. I'm just going to be really, really dialed into my game. If I'm Matias Samuelson, I'm going to defend. I'm going to be physical. Penalty kill is going to be my my top thing. Like if the team was on a five-game winning streak, it'd be different, right? If they're on a losing streak, all of a sudden I feel like the pressure gets added. And now you're thinking, I don't want to change my game. I don't want to add too much. I got to really focus at at worrying about my own game first before I can start to take on the rest of the world and the way that uh, injuries are happening. Interesting. I see it completely differently and didn't live in your shoes. So I really think the subconscious kicks in. Um, it has the potential to bring you back to why you're there in the first place. And yeah. with increased opportunity, like fast forward here, uh, nine and a half hours if the sabers win in boston and you and howard are on the post game show tonight you not think you're going to be leading with power or samuelson if they win no that's no? not the way i think I, I would either lead with levi if they win or i would lead with i'm thinking if they win i'd be leading with thompson uh Paterka middle stat like that would be where I would I would definitely um nine and a half hours beforehand think that's where I'd be leading okay FanDuel can we FanDuel this FanDuel this in a three-game parlay <laughs> you need three we you only have impactful. one leg you only have one leg you only have power I got multiple legs going I got <laughs> irons in the in the fire right now based on the last eight days I have no legs to stand on uh <laughs> as far as credibility uh intuition or anything else so anyway um hey I think the reason I'm presenting it that way is if if I was, you know, looking at how do they win a game in Boston, um, yeah. it's going to have to be widespread throughout the lineup. And I think the more than you look at something like that, you're going to go, well, these guys played a ton of minutes and they shut down X, Y, and Z. And this guy was first unit power play because this guy wasn't playing. And, you know, now granted, your instincts are probably more, uh, based on recent history and when you think of the time that they did win in Boston mm-hmm. in recent history it was like Alex Tuck and Dylan Cousins right yeah. like they they were unbelievable and yes. you know they pulled one out of the hat late in regulation to tie it then won it in overtime and 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 that put a bow on 2022 yes in a nice uh, way yeah 2022 yes, as we rolled into the year 2023 yeah. yeah so anyway uh here we are with that we're waiting word from uh Don Granado here on the uh, extent of the the whole lineup tonight, but um, just to put it back on, and, and you did list this particular character as one guy who could emerge as a star player tonight. 
Um, that would be Devin Levi. When you have such a small sample size in your career, and when your most recent memory is not a good one against a team like Boston, um, what do you, you know, and quite frankly, he wasn't supposed to be here tonight. Yep. Lukanen is ill, and that has prompted the recall of Levi, who backed up the other night and is looking like he's going to get the start tonight. Like, what do you think is, uh, what do you think is making up Levi's, uh, approach to this one well i think what he had is a good um release going to rochester playing a couple of games playing well feeling good about where maybe things that he can work on Mm -hmm. and then try to apply this to your game um for me you know i think levi studies himself really thinks about every detail of his game Mm -hmm. and when you're in the nhl and obviously things happen faster and you want to fix things. You want to fix things. You want to fix things. You need a little bit of a break in college. Usually you would get that break. If you played on a Friday, Saturday or Saturday, Sunday, and then you needed a little bit like, Ooh, I need to like really focus on things. Mm-hmm. You had the whole week. And maybe if you didn't get it done that weekend, you had another whole week. So you'd only play like two games in like two week span where you could fix things. Mm-hmm. I think in the NHL, you don't get that. You don't get that luxury to say, I need two weeks to fix things. I'm only going to play one or two games. No, in two weeks, you got six at the minimum, right? So um, you may not play all of them, but having a chance to play a couple of games in Rochester, mm-hmm. then whoop, a little practice time coming back. I was just looking at some of the video from the morning skate and I'm paying attention to his, his goalie warm up at the one end. And, mm-hmm. you know, there seems to be less movement, less scramble. There seems to be more precise, uh, stops and positioning. It's just a warm up drill, but those are the things I'd be paying attention to if I was watching from the stands or if I was, uh, you know, his goalie coach or whatnot, I'd say, Hey, let's limit all the scrambly. Like you'd been chasing it. Uh, but being in Rochester, which it slows down a little bit and having mm-hmm. the practice time, hopefully kind of, you know, kind of gets the, the the kinks out a little bit from where he was uh, when he was here in Buffalo. Does the unexpectedness of this recall change anything? Because like when when you have the talk with the GM and the coach prior to going down to the American Hockey League, yeah. there's a lot on the table and there's a lot that you're then supposed to go and focus on. But then all of a sudden it was like one weekend and boop, you're right back up. Yep. Like what does that do for someone who's very clearly based on how we watch his in-game mannerisms, he's very focused, right? Like I wonder, I wonder how this all jives with being young and trying to be the best you can, no matter what league you're in every night. So if he had gotten called up and played on Tuesday night, I think there would have been an unexpectedness that's like, oh, hey, I'm I'm here. I'm playing. I don't even have to think about everything. I'm going. Um, because he got called up and probably knew then, like yesterday even, uh, UPL's not at practice. You know, with Comrie's game on Tuesday night, Levi's probably thinking, well, if UPL's still sick and I'm with the team Thursday, I may get a chance to get a start in Boston. And this is where I played college. And this is, you know, like... There's there's some excitement, so I think that the, um, you know that that unexpected call up uh, aspect of it may have disappeared a little bit. It's still a bonus. It's still like, hey, 
let's go. But it's it's still like not the same thing. Let's go to, since you said let's go, why don't we go yeah. to Don Granado from the morning skate today? The rest was Dalene wasn't out there. Is he going to be able to play tonight? Yeah, he, he'll be a game time decision as we monitor through the day. I'll talk to the medical team now, but uh, I mentioned yesterday some maintenance and that continues today, so we'll see where he's at uh, game time. Why was Eric Robinson somebody that you guys targeted, and how do you think he can help you? Eric Robinson, obviously, uh, good size, uh, plays a very direct, straight line game. He's a natural competitor. I mean, he's, he's full throttle, compete to battles, to pucks, uh, the size and strength on a puck are, are key. I, we think that's a, a good addition for those reasons. Uh, and uh, if I haven't mentioned it, he's very consistent in those areas. So uh, he also uh, has a fair amount of experience on penalty kill, uh, which is another plus at this point. Will you use him tonight on the kill, or would you rather get him in practice first with it? He'll go, he'll go tonight. Uh, obviously, I've had time to watch him on film, and uh, there's not a lot we would want him to change within his game. Uh, the, the character attributes I said I just mentioned are are key. They fit in very well with with how we play, um, and from a system standpoint, very well. Watching him uh, uh, and, and his reads and things like that, so he'll jump in right away uh, in both situations. Five on five, he's I think he can hit the ground running and and penalty kill. After the game on on Tuesday, Don, you know. Kyle just mentioned, you know, everybody collectively working together to figure this out. Um, just you know, what you've seen practice yesterday, the skate today, I mean, how do you feel like the group's kind of handling it and, and trying to just get past, you know, the last couple of weeks and, and play a consistent game here? Well, you know, we obviously have talks and, and meetings, and I met with uh, Kyle again this morning, and uh, we continue to go over things. The, the short of it is we absolutely need to elevate our compete. We need to uh, look within, and from the coaching side, uh, you know, you, you evaluate your, yourself, and there is a need now for more demand, and um, you know that's how we'll approach tonight. Um, obviously, a building, tough, uh, challenging building to play in against a uh, very good hockey team, so you know you have to be ready to play. But for us, um, it is—it's very simple. We have to elevate our battle level and our compete level, and do that consistently. Uh, and, uh, you know, on my side, I can speak on it later, but uh, there's changes there as well. The, the compete levels, that's something that, it, has it been there in practices? Like, have you seen the habits remain consistent throughout this, these last few weeks? Here? It can always get better, Lance, and it needs to, period. So it, it needs to get better. How about, uh, I, I was looking that since the middle of November, you're like fourth in the league in power play goals. I'm a little surprised that hasn't translated into wins, because usually if your power play is doing that well, don't you usually win some hockey games that way nice of you to point out something nice paul but uh, <laughs> not good enough um and, and five on five uh, just not good enough we 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 are not playing the way we need to play consistently uh the pockets are too too uh there's too much separation between pockets of good clearly and um and i'll stick to the same thing it's it's elevating compete elevating compete within each guy um Lance mentions practice, everything. Everything you do has to be done better and harder and more competitively from this point. So you cannot be satisfied with anything where we're at, uh, even the power play, despite any data you can throw in front of me that says otherwise. Oh, Peham with a lob from the 2023 Softball World Championships there. <laughs> Holy cow. We get accused of being soft in our line of questioning. <laughs> 
Uh, but I like the answer by uh, I know, Don so Grano basically saying, thank you for pointing maybe uh, something that you would think is positive, but it's not good enough. Exactly. And that's true. Like, look, yes, right. since the middle of 50, November. Like 50 minutes out of 60 in a game is typically played at five on five. Like, hey, bully for you. Your power play is better. Okay. It's not going to dominate I, I, the game. I'd much rather score on the power play than being the Pittsburgh Penguins or oh for their last 30 some, which is almost a full hockey game on the power play, not scoring a goal. Uh, but at the same time, uh, it's not good enough. And Don is saying that. So he talked about Eric Robinson in the Sabres yes. debut. This is remarkable and only amusing to the two of us. But Robinson will wear number 50 tonight. And Marty, he'll become the second. I know who. All time. Who? Who? Nathan Lewin. I know you do because you've been reminding me the last week. And you. I think you even said it on the, on the podcast uh, Monday, or maybe it was off know, the air. We, you, we you did it in a private conversation, but yes. yeah, but it was not oh. about Eric Robinson. It was no, just no, about I the know, number 50. I, know. I, I can't get into what it was actually about, but just trust me that Robinson is now the, uh, the next number 50 here in Sabres franchise history. Nathan Lewin was the other. Isaac Rosean, Tyson. Oh, I Jost. remember where we talked about it. You're right. Got to yeah. keep that. Zip. Victor Olofsson <laughs> as a trio. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, that was really good from Don. Glad we were able to bring that to you. Um, Darlene, obviously, a big story there. And he is listed as a game time decision for tonight. We will continue on. I hope that's okay with you. And we'll do so with Darren Dreger, our hockey insider from TSN. But a first, a reminder that as we approach the holiday season, I guess we're deep in it, quite frankly. Um, think of those who you want to see Love the game like we do. Get your kids involved. Hockey instruction for kids age four to nine. It's learn to play. And you can receive head-to-toe gear, six weeks of on-ice instruction from certified coaches. And you can join today at sabers.com slash learn to play. Darren Dreger on the other side on Sabres Live. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.